On this week's episode, Nick needs a noonie. Dan Swan retires. Jetta pulls his finger out. All that and more coming up. Welcome to The Late Change, the podcast that isn't up for trade at the end of the season. I'm Ryan and I've got Kyle and also Mikey. Welcome. Welcome back. Couple weeks off, rested and recovered. Yeah, we didn't get slipped for the side, so it was... Uh... Yeah, emergencies. We yeah. named emergencies. I just of, missed out. I had a bit of general soreness, so was uh, rested. Yeah, yeah. Getting a bit older. We need a bit of time off every now and then between games, you know. I was also considering my trade options at the end of the season and deciding not to put in much effort. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Had a few, a few offers on the table. Yeah, right. Okay. When, you, when are we up for free agency? Like, when does that happen? It mustn't be far off now. I feel like we've been around for a long time. Yeah, we could at move. least restricted. Yeah, we could move to like a rival podcast or something. Yeah, well, we'll test our... We'll test the free agency. I'm not saying... Oh, we'd anywhere. be silly not to. You'd be silly not to, wouldn't you? You got to see what the market offers you. Nine million? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> I'm sure we'd go for nine. All right, let's jump straight into round 22, uh, second last round of the year before we fi- uh, jump into the finals. We had a few uh, big wins on the weekend that uh, shook up the... Well, one big win that shook up the, the sort of top four position, which is West Coast over... Hawthorne on Friday night and I must admit I wasn't expecting it myself what did you guys think yeah the biggest impact really is it makes it hard now for Hawthorne to finish top two yeah um, in fact pretty much guarantees they won't finish top two interesting I always thought West Coast would win um, I think they should really lock in a win every single home game they have at Subi I think the ground holds that much an advantage for them they certainly play significantly better at Subiaco, don't they? Like, like they're, they're almost a five-goal better team at Subiaco. Definitely. Which is, I think, probably the biggest home ground swing of any team that I can think of. I wonder what happens when they leave Subi. Like, I wonder why that is. Well, the th- I think it's a bit unfair because I think they played well the week before as well. And I, I do, we talked beforehand, but I think the Natanui factor had a large impact. Oh, of course. Yeah, no doubt. It, but, I mean, even... Even just ignoring this week's result, going on past form and results, they're obviously much better at home. And it's just, it seems most teams are better at home, but West Coast seem to have this thing where they're just amazing at home and just can't travel with that form, unfortunately. Yeah, and other teams can't travel here. But you look at yeah. Adelaide have always travelled well here and they yeah. they beat us earlier in the season. Um so I don't know that it's just that the Eagles are far better at home or just that other teams don't travel that well here when it's a long way Yeah, ago. true. And we really haven't played very well up until probably the last three weeks. Um, so it shows when you travel because you lose that advantage that you do have. I suppose even going the other way as well, yeah. like every second week, that travel that clubs only experience once a season, if that. Uh, coming to Perth, you know, both Fremantle and West Coast experience that every second week. So the other thing is, you see, when you see the Eagles play at the MCG, their their game plan is definitely built around that narrow oval, and so they they know what they're doing. They do have uh, I don't know about playing better, but their game plan works. And when you try and translate that to the the wider MCG, you see the teams poke holes in their defence. Um, 
So that's probably been the biggest. I mean, that's probably a fairer thing than saying that they're a awesome team at home. Yeah, sure. And as well, we have seen a a greater level of intensity from the team as well over yeah, the last few huge, weeks, which is hugely. which makes a massive difference. Yeah, the, yeah, the pressure uh, stepped up big time on Friday for for West Coast, like back to what you were seeing last season. This time last season, this as well, time last season, coincidentally. Yeah, exactly. They they uh, were chasing and tackling, and it wasn't even necessarily uh, the tackle count or anything like that. But just watching the game, you could see the pressure that was being put on the players with the ball. Uh, Hawthorne making a lot of uh, skill errors that they wouldn't otherwise without that sort of pressure. So I also didn't think Hawthorne played. Uh, I think I think they were off a little bit as well. Oh, that well, they were well off. They had their moments, and I will say, in their defence, they didn't give up. They they pretty much lost the game in the first half, um, but they came out in the second half and really kept the pressure on. They didn't ease up. It looked more like a finals game, which is what you want to start seeing this time of the season. Um, certainly didn't expect them to lose by that much. No, no me either. They. Yeah, they, I don't think they made the most of a lot of their chances earlier. And you don't normally see Burgoyne missing um, shots in front of goal. And there was a few others that were seemed like nice, simple shots. I even think uh, Hodgie missed one as well, um, which you just don't see. Even turnovers in the middle of the ground and that stuff. So yeah, um, Hodge they, got it's like they just a couple of times, yeah, yeah, they just weren't they just weren't on. They're, yeah, which get, happens. Get their bad game out of the way before they smash everyone in the finals. Yeah, the yeah. Big, obviously, the big news out of it was Nick Natanui. Probably off for about eighteen months now with a yeah. Well, let, let, let's talk about that a little bit. I just want to run through a few more oh, you don't games want to talk about quickly. In the game? No, we'll talk about oh. it uh, after, um, just quickly because I want to spend a bit of time talking about it because I want to talk about the significance for next season as well. But uh, just quickly, Kanga's going down again. Done for the year. Who? Yeah. Uh, they did put in a good show. Oh, you'd think for Brent Harvey's milestone game, they would have turned up. You would have thought so. Unfortunately not. Uh, Sydney just getting business, uh, doing the business, getting it done. How's that? The oldest player on the ground and still, uh, I would think, one of their best players uh, with Harvey. Um, he'll play next year. Yeah, no doubt. Um, there's a lot of emphasis on on um, like bringing through younger kids and stuff like that. It doesn't matter what age you are when you're a young kid. You've got to get out there and have a crack and do all the stuff. and blah blah. What about... When you're an older player, um, there always seems to be an emphasis on, okay, he's getting too old now, he's hitting 30 or whatever, now he's past it now, he's too old. But I know Harvey just seems to keep going and you would think when you're in the probably the best four or five players in the team that they'll just keep giving him one-year deals and let him go until he literally falls to bits. But the, if he's playing the way he is now, he'll still go for a couple more years yet. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's a worry for the, the club, I think, that... He's still in their top sort of four players, you know. Um, I mean, he's still a really good player, don't get me wrong, but you want some of the younger guys getting up in there. But Definitely. There you go. Uh, the other one I wanted to touch on, Adelaide getting another win. Uh, looks to basically lock... Are they top two? Looks no, like so one. I think that all four teams in the top four are essentially are on the same points now, and they've yeah. all got winnable games in the last week. So Adelaide currently sitting second on uh, on percentage. They've got a healthy percentage, so assuming that they win next week, they've got uh, top two. So yeah, not. only oh, so five percentage points separate them and Geelong. Is yeah, it, it's pretty. It's comfortable. Yeah, it's pretty comfortable. So I mean, they're doing all that they uh, they can. They got. Of course, they probably, probably have the hard, They honestly probably have the hardest game 
uh, of the four teams in the top four, and that's saying something considering they're playing West Coast in Adelaide. Yeah, that's true. Um, but five percentage points is quite a bit to lose, assuming the Adelaide win, of course, uh, next week. You got so. uh, Geelong against Melbourne though at uh, Simmons Stadium. So, but what have they got to make up in terms of percentage? Well, you see, if um, oh, that's the five. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it yeah, dep- okay, it, maybe it, it depends because if it's a if. If it's a high-scoring game in the Adelaide Eagles game, they lose, but they win by five points, and it's 120 to 115, yeah. and Geelong win 130 to 30. Yeah, that'll probably be enough to make up the percentage because yeah. it's really got to do with the points against as well. True, true. So if Melbourne, considering West Coast will probably outscore Melbourne, there's there's a it's a possibility. Um, someone's done the math somewhere, but I haven't. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see nonetheless. But I wasn't expecting Adelaide to push uh, into into top two, so. Uh, good on them, doing so, well. Yeah, so far winning the uh, Dangerfield trade. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, the other one I wanted to mention, uh, Carlton getting up over Melbourne, a disappointing loss for Melbourne, I think. Uh, like, they would have liked them to finish their season really strong. They'll probably lose next week. Yeah, I mean, they, they had the statistical chance of making the eight, and they, they, went, did. And they went and blew it. Yeah, technically they could have possibly made the eight, but yeah, you're right. It's uh, it just, just didn't show up. Yeah, they inaccurate as well, which is uncharacteristic for them this season. They've been uh, converting pretty well in front of goals I this mean, year. I mean, more than more than a slim chance. If they had a one, then their destiny was in their hands because you know Giants can beat North Melbourne this weekend. So yeah, they no could doubt. be on the same. They literally had to win two games to be on the same points as yeah. as North, and they've lost it. And now there's now there's nothing to play for against Geelong. Yeah, it's a it's just a little bit disappointing. I think they're. It would have been nice going into the last round having that little bit of excitement for that spot, Strange. particularly for Melbourne. Yeah. Um, in a game that they really should have won, I think Melbourne are probably a little bit ahead of Carlton at the moment. Um, so, yeah, it's a go down by 20 as well. It just, I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, disappointing. Screwed my tips up to it. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's have a quick chat now about Nick Nat. Sorry to cut you off earlier. So, obviously, Nick Nat Nui in the last, uh, last quarter... Not long after Segler, in fact, uh, with the same injury, did his left ACL, a huge, significant injury, um, which has massive ramifications not only for West Coast this season, but also continuing through next season. So uh, I read that uh, West Coast are opting for a a traditional knee or traditional reconstruction of the the ligament, so they're not going to go with the Lars, obviously, why would you? Uh, which basically rules him out all of next year as well. Yeah, 12 months essentially. Yep. Uh, and so we're looking at 2018 to return. And even then, you know, that's a long time without playing football, but also 12-month recovery to supposedly back to full strength. But we've seen time and time again with this injury that it still takes more time. Oh, look, he came into the game not knowing how to play football and had an impact. He has had more and more of an impact as he's gotten better, better and better. He was off for, what, eight weeks with injury, came back and dominated and won them a game and probably won them another game this weekend as well. I have no doubt that should he return for finals in 2017 or season 2018, he will continue to be uh, an exceptional player. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. Will he come back for finals next year? He will will be ready for finals if they make the finals. I don't reckon they'd play him. I... I disagree. If he was fit for finals next year, they would definitely play him. You reckon? Absolutely. You reckon they're going to play him? He's their highest. First, he's their highest valued player. What about f- first game in twelve months? What about if, final? Uh, yeah? What about if like you got Pro- someone probably, like probably uh, not first game? I mean, probably they would. They would. 
if they time it right, they might be able to give him a waffle game in the closing. What about if he didn't get that? What about if the the first game that he could play was a final? And it was an elimination final. Yep. That's a tough call. Assuming they didn't make top four. If and and you're if your other Ruckman's in form, probably not. Would you say they get lobster? So you got lobster as a ruck when you got lost it back up. No, you definitely wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't know. So no, left, I reckon no. they'll That's just, a big if though. I reckon they'll get lobster and everything will be sweet. Yeah. Sure. Nat no need hoop. for Nick Nat. Yeah. He's done. Trade him. Well the so what do you think for West Coast's chances this year? They were slim anyway. Uh, Nick Nat being out. I think that they can maintain the same pressure and momentum in terms of how they've played football, that they can be competitive. The problem the Eagles will face is they will lose to Adelaide and finish seventh, which means they will play Bulldogs in Adelaide. So despite winning two games against... Bulldogs in Melbourne. Melbourne, sorry. Yeah. So despite winning two games against top four teams in the last two weeks, they they face the prospect of playing a Melbourne team in Melbourne in the elimination final. Bulldogs injured... Undermanned, it's a possibility they could get up in that game. Big ask. I reckon they could. I reckon they they definitely could. Um, only if Bulldogs are full strength and they mm. are not even full strength, but they still had um, what is it, Wallace, Liberatore, McRae yeah. in the guts and that sort of or stuff. Or even then, Eason Wood now has got the ankle ankle injury. Yeah, and, then you'd yeah. probably go. Um, yeah, be Bulldogs they're, any day of the week. Second but. second game would be against the loser of Hawks in Sydney. Yeah, I mean, realistically, they're not getting through no. after that. I don't think so, Which, but I I don't think they would see it as a, a a team that plays in the grand final. Would they see it as a failure not to play in the grand final again? Yeah, Pro- I think so. Probably. Would they see it as a disaster? I don't think so. Um, I think they would be... They'd be quietly content that they're that they're still hitting their benchmarks that they probably set themselves two years ago, even though they shifted the goalposts after making the grand final in an unprecedented season last year. I think that the the concern for them this season, looking back, will be that they weren't able to replicate a lot of the success they had last year. Not, uh, I'm not talking through finals. I'm talking through regular season. Uh, the consistency with their uh, defensive pressure and general pressure yeah, around they, the ground. I think the they, game plan. They still had a rough year with injuries again, um, rougher than they did last season. Yeah, um, it was a, it was a very sporadic team. There was a lot of experimentation. What team? rocked up on the day I, I'm I wouldn't be concerned and I think long term they've still got a fairly young list in the grand scheme of things they fit in the lower half of the league for for youth not not the older teams are in the bottom yep. half of the younger teams um, I think they might be in a position where they will trade for experienced players or they'll trade for um, proven players this offseason which I guess they kind of did last year in general. Reddit, although they weren't very expensive and they were going to lose players anyway. But I think this year they'll actively trade to be competitive, not unlike what Geelong has done. Um, although they're never going to get the caliber of you know, someone like that. But, yeah, it's very rare. But making a big push for someone like Lobb would be um, a really flagging, look, we want to stay competitive this season. We don't want to build for the future. They don't want to build for the future. They want to, Their premiership window is still ajar. Where do you see them finishing next year without Nick Nat? Probably about the same they'll finish this year. Probably 6th, 7th, 8th. Yeah, I've, I think it's going to be difficult for them to finish top four without... I think you really do need some heavily influential... One or two really heavily influential players in your team. For, to my, for my mind, I can name you four other teams that I think will... No, probably six other teams that I think will make top four next year, which is why I think it'll be hard for them to make top four. Okay, go. Um the top four now? 
Yeah. Plus uh, Bulldogs. Yeah. I think Bulldogs definitely are a better placed team than where they're currently sitting. And I would hazard, I would hazard that some of the teams that are going to fall um, outside of the eight this year. GWS. It's currently sitting fifth. Okay, yeah. So GWS who who aren't top eight, so definitely GWS. So there's six already. But I yeah. would hazard that some of the teams that are outside of the eight may actually push quite strongly. I I still really am excited to see what Fremantle and Essendon do next year, particularly Essendon because that's a huge number of players coming back. They've a lot really of players de- they've really developed a lot of the players this year that have re-signed as well. Um, and people do rate them as being competitive next year. But then there's also teams like Melbourne, St Kilda, who are just on the cusp of putting it together you know do they get that extra x factor they need in the off season and does it does a preseason just start to click with some of the bigger bodies and do they move from a team that can finish ninth and tenth to a team that can finish top four because we've seen that that's what west coast and Fremantle did you can you can jump eight spots on the ladder with yeah. one good off season and one or two good pickups and they're poised to do that so for my mind this was a close season i think we're going to have a closer season next season yeah, I so think I think so that makes well. it hard for a team like the Eagles, who are essentially losing their um, their most valued player. Not necessarily saying he's their best player, but he has a huge impact and value on their team. Um, I don't think Lysette fills that gap. I don't think Giles fills that gap. No other ruckman in the comp. Maybe this year gone for Melbourne, probably. Uh, I think last Lob has, year, I think Lob has a potential to be a, a, a very good ruckman, um, but better game. Yeah, early early days. The, these are Nick Nat is a pretty special player when he's going though i think so he's massive yeah all right uh let's have a bit of a chatter about uh the off season so trade rumors we've been talking a lot about lob already uh his name's been coming up in the last couple of weeks uh he's got one one year left on his contract i think remaining but the rumors are possibly wants to come back west uh two teams in the west Fremantle and west coast obviously how likely do you see that happening mike um. Oh, really? Who knows? To be honest, um, I think it would have to happen. You At reckon least. GWS will learn from their McCarthy mistakes? Yep. And go, we can't hold a player that doesn't want to be here. Yep. Even if they got a year left on their contract. Yep, for sure. I mean, they've got the the space in their list, more sort of, to do it with someone like a McCarthy. But I think that. Yeah, I think that they'll learn because at the moment it's like a lose lose. So really, you want to you want to win win for 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 both for both teams really. Um, yeah, if so a, if a player wants to go, the best time to trade him is when they're contracted. Because would you want to play under Mumford? Would I? Yeah, I mean, not going to get a game. Well, yeah, he's not going to get a game at West Coast if he comes over. He will get one season till Nick Nat comes back. Yeah, what do you so. think? What do you think from his perspective? The the more attractive of the two teams would be. It West makes Coast Fremantle team. the more attractive if you if place it like that. Well, thirty four yeah. year old Ruckman who's not going to go apart. for more than one year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's going to be That's the number one. Be lucky to make a whole year. Yeah, exactly right. He's so he's number one Ruckman if he comes to Fremantle. Yes, exactly. Um, at West Coast, he's number one Ruckman for a year. Yeah, he's going to play Fremantle. He'll play with Fife. Uh, uh, Neil, some of these young guys. Well, we'll talk about whether or not he plays for Fife in, in a minute. Yeah, move on to the next trade rumor. Yeah, I, I think I, I think he fits pretty perfectly what Fremantle are looking for, and I think that they'll go pretty hard for him in the off season. Uh, obviously, Fremantle are going to be going after McCarthy as well. 
which I think is basically a done deal. They'll probably get a second round, give a second round draft pick or something like that for him. Uh, his his trade value is nothing. He's you trade him for a guy who hasn't played football in twelve months. Um, so that'll be really low. Uh, but I think someone like Lob Freeman, I think, will go quite uh, quite hard for him because he feels a very important niche for us, which is we need a ruckman and we need a good ruckman and a young ruckman. I didn't think about that. That if he he'd be number one ruckman at West Coast for a year, and then when Nat Nui comes back, he gets almost pushed to the side a little bit. So and Nat Nui is much younger than uh, than Mummy as well, so he's going to be sitting behind him for a, a long time before yeah. he gets the number one gig. Uh, and he's also going to be competitive with uh, Lyset as well, yep. which I mean he might want that. He might want that competition. He might want to work with Nat Nui. Uh, I don't know, but certainly uh, if he's looking for that. Uh, number one guy can have the biggest influence on the team and the game type position. I think Fremantle fits a little bit better in that that yeah. regard. Yeah, definitely. Plus, Fremantle has uh, no no slouch of a midfield as well uh, to work with. So it wouldn't be like he'd be coming to a, a a team where he's got to really carry a lot of the the burden. He'd be a good complement to, to the uh, already existing group. I think so. I don't know. We'll see. Fremantle will probably give up a lot to get him. I would think. Yeah definitely uh probably most of the players i think would be on the table in order to get him barring probably someone like fife uh neil maybe they just resigned but i think a lot of other players would be be on the table so we'll see and even lower picks because gws be stocking up for their uh they they want to stock up on picks even lower picks for their academy trading however that works so they do their multiple picks for academy positions and that sort of thing so it'd be interesting to see how how that goes uh you touched on it just a minute ago fife do you want to take that away kyle oh he won't leave don't worry oh i heard he was going to calling where there's going to be like a a deal for a five for cloak so to fill their straight swap yeah to fill their um uh, missing full forward the best part is cloak comes with his uh sticky velcro no no the glove goes with imagine fife with that glove on (laughs) he doesn't drop him anyway be ridiculous. Did you see that video? Did you see that video I sent? <laughs> Can't get rid of the ball. Did yeah. you see the video? No. Yeah, yeah I watched it. Yeah, you got to watch it. It's amazing. With uh, is it Hachi bouncing yeah, yeah, the like a, soccer, a ball, soccer ball and, and it's like, just gluing to the hand upside down? Absolutely amazing. Yeah, he bounces it and just the ball, the soccer ball. Like he's trying to grip the soccer ball with his the hand without the glove and it just slips straight out because it's a soccer ball. It's quite hard to hold with the glove on. Bounces it, bounces and sticks straight into his hand. Doesn't doesn't like upside down. Get the fuck doesn't out. Move. Yeah. yeah, he. Got, they reckon they got off lightly. That look. It looked like if that wasn't if that was the actual glove or the actual same type of glove and not a stitch up joke. That, yeah, that is just blatant cheating. Oh, hundred percent cheating. And then, yeah, if it is legit, then that, that would be considered performance enhancing. Oh, it's one hundred percent cheating if you wore that. And then how can a player get rubbed out for eighteen months for accidentally taking a sports supplement over and it's got a banned substance in it? Yeah. Sorry, mate, you're done. Yeah. But you got. Old butthead cloak and wear a glove. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, no worries, mate. Cool. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It was, it was clearly performance enhancing. But yeah, the, just to jump back to Fife quickly, not going anywhere. I don't think. Be very surprised. He's year left on his contract. Freeman will pay him all the money that he wants. Uh, he gets. Uh, he gets. He's from WA. He's the, the club's going places, and I'd be very surprised if he. Uh, if he left. Um, Ballantyne, where's he going? Will he go to a Melbourne club or will he come to West Coast? Well, what do you think? 
Well, it's interesting because there's rumours that he's requesting a trade and then he's coming out and saying, I'm not requesting a trade. He wants to reportedly go to West Coast, which would be the first time a sort of player of significance has changed between the two clubs. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be sad to see him go uh, from Fremantle at all. I'd be happy to see him go. In fact, he's, I think his best football is far behind him. He had a couple of good seasons two, two seasons ago. And uh, Fremantle are probably ready to move on from him. There's a couple of young guys coming in that can offer the same sort of thing, I think. And Michael Walters, uh, you're seeing the form that he's in now. Brilliant form. Unbelievable form. Uh, is really a, a one-man uh, forward line for Fremantle, as it is anyway. So, yeah, there'll be a lot of players that, that Fremantle will be well, um, fine to see go. One of the articles I read was uh, Ballantyne is drawing some inspiration from old Eddie Betts. Don't know how old Eddie Betts is, but he's um, in his thirties, I think. Yeah, you think that uh, Carlton, yeah, get rid of Eddie Betts. Yeah, he's not doing much, but you know he's really transformed at Adelaide. So, well, the difference between uh, Ballantyne and Eddie Betts is remember when we did the uh, a few a few episodes back, we did the the goal kicking uh, for the. I looked up the stats for the goal. Yep. Eddie Betts has been in the top ten players in goal kicking for about five or six years. He's consistently kicking, you know, like fifty. 60 goal, not 60, but... He's fifth. like fifth this year. Yeah, it's it's pretty remarkable. He's actually been consistently very, mm, very good. That is so, very true. Ballantyne, uh, not I think he's speaking up to 40, 50, something like that. Yeah, he's, so. he's not really at the level of an Eddie Betts, so... No. Any other trade rumors you want to discuss? Uh, no. All right. Uh, just quickly, we touched on Essendon uh, a bit earlier. Kyle mentioned them. Going to be an interesting year for them next year. They've basically re-signed... Uh, Almost all of the players from the doping scandal have come back. Uh, Hurley, uh, most recently, being the big one that just re-signed with them. Big impact, I think, because a lot of clubs were after him. Uh, and that sort of that sort of player was in high demand. So him coming back to Essendon, uh, good sign for them. The only one that is yet to re-sign that has shown interest to move elsewhere is Hibbard. Maybe not a huge loss. Um, I was very surprised to see a lot of them those players recommitting to the club. Yeah, same, it seems really strange to me. They're out and they got some of them suing the club and this sort of thing. But no worries, I'll sign on the dotted line. I want to keep playing footy for you. They might, I mean, really part of that might be me. wanting to play with your mates as well. I mean, they did. Uh, Hurley definitely referenced the playing group and also, interestingly, uh, specifically referenced uh, Wusher. So I think it was a brilliant move ah. of them getting Wusher in for this year, who's known as a players coach, is yeah. known as a, a guy who can rally the playing group. I've never rated him personally as a great uh, strategic coach, a game day coach, um, but he's always been uh, a really good players coach. So suppose getting the players to buy in. Uh, and... Old line. I didn't say that I rated line as a coach either. Ooh. But I do. I rate him as a coach as well. Yeah, but he's good. He just needs a couple of premierships under his belt. Stats don't lie. Yeah, they don't. You're right. Um, I'm sure if you want to look up the, the win percentages Whoa. of the coaches, uh, they won't lie to you. Oh. Uh, so says, when does it have been about win percentage? It's always sure been it's about only about premierships. It's not only about premierships. you got to win it's to get to the premiership. It's about having fun as well, Kyle. <laughs> it's about participation awards. <laughs> I ran in a race. you got to win to get to the to the grand final, Kyle. That's that's the name of the game. And then when you get there, what do you have to do? That, that works. Oh, you, you got to win. win. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think if like, a coach with a bad winning plan? <laughs> yeah, there is actually. There's two teams finals. he's managed to get enough wins to get to grand finals. It's true. It's very good. Uh, one team twice in a year. <laughs> yeah, that's two. That's very true. 
How many times has uh, Wisher coached t- two grand finals in the same year? <laughs> he got me there. <laughs> For two losses. Well, one, I suppose, one loss and a draw. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, let's move on. Swan retired. Uh, not unexpected, I think, after the injury. Yeah, the start but of the I'm year. devastated. Devastated, are you? Yeah, he's a champion. Love he him, is. And he's always been like a pretty... Um, um, bit of a lock-in for dream team as well as a just a consistent ball magnet um yeah it, interestingly i saw they were talking about uh in the Fremantle game on the weekend Lockie neil racked up his 700th possession for the year uh they mentioned two other players that had done that uh swan twice uh in two, in, in two seasons uh and uh matthew boyd i think was the other one um but yeah, that surprised me. Swan, really prolific ball winner. Like you know him as a ball winner, but like that's in the early days. And given that he had a bit of experience on Pendlebury, he he always he was always the the quantity where Pendlebury was the quality. Yeah. But then you under you just underestimate the impact of that. We we've talked in the past about players like Prudis as well. If you get if you start to just get that ridiculous amount of contact with the ball. You have an impact on the game, for better or for worse. But he's he's consistently had a, a good impact in the club, a good impact on the team. You know, he's taken them to premierships again, have have and wasn't able to win one, um, but won himself a Brownlow and deservedly so. Yeah. Um, never, never going to forget the way he can burst a pack after uh, already having touched the ball thirty times to kick a goal from outside fifty. He's a he's a dynamite player. Um, won a premiership. Did win a premiership. My bad. Yeah, he also uh, made a good. Uh, transition into more of a sort of half forward forward type player mm, he always had a bit of a natural scoring ability to him yeah absolutely but in yeah. his uh, older uh, towards the end of his career did a good job of moving forward and probably is a good illustration for a lot of players coming through of what you can still do and still be really effective mm. um, pinch hit into the in the midfield when you need to go forward and still have an impact on the game and that sort of thing yeah definitely a, a great player and another uh guy that sort of breaks the mold of what you think a really good superstar player is like he's never never looked like the fittest guy going around but got pissed at the brown low yeah exactly just sort of just a little bit a little bit different um yeah the the game will be worse off without him he, for sure yeah, he's another one that i like looking at the um before and after photos if you look at a photo of him when he joined uh collingwood as a fresh fresh-faced recruit no tattoos no tattoos and and sort of like you know, his youngish face and clean cut hair, and yeah, yeah. And you look at Swan, you know, now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tattoos everywhere. There's and... lots of players that have gone through similar transformations, but it's amazing. You watch these people grow up. Um, it's the only. Uh... How many seasons did he play at Collingwood? Mm, not sure. Probably should have looked that up. Uh, give me a second. Keep talking. The uh, the only sad thing I think is that he. The way that he went out with the injury, the bad injury, yeah, I, and not really getting to play a proper farewell game for the, he would have got a hundred thousand people at the yep. MCG. No, I was about to say the same thing. I couldn't agree more. It's a, it's a shit way to end your career. And honestly, he probably would have played through this year and next, had it not been for injury. Maybe even more. Who knows? But I don't think he would have gone more than next. He definitely would have played next year, though. I, I get the sense that, in, I mean, just last year he was, he, he was on, he was on song, man. He was, he was ripped. He was tearing yeah. up second half of last season. He was still playing good football. But injury is injury, you know, like, yeah. um, and it was a devastating injury at that. And at his age, I mean, the decision is, do I go through all that conditioning, all that exactly hard work right. to get to get back to the peak, to knowing that I'm going to get high risk of being injured again? 
Yeah, exactly. yeah. So you have to start deciding. You have to start deciding what's where your priorities lie. And he's decided that he's lie outside of playing football at this point in time. And and it's a credit to him for making that decision. He'll be missed. Uh, fourteen seasons, if you count this season when he played one game. Yeah, count it. Count fourteen, it. Yeah, seasons. 14 seasons. Well done, Swanee. Yeah, uh, uh, Collingwood had a, uh, another couple of retirements as well. Tuvi and can't Cloak. think of the other guy. Nope. Oh well, Cloak going to play his last game. This week? No, he's not going to get selected. You don't reckon he'll get selected? Will he be at the club next year? No, nah, he won't be. No. Nah. Don't, don't not with um, Darcy Moore just lighting it up. And then you got, um, you've got seen the potential of Jesse White as well um, in the game on the weekend as well. Yeah, the potential of Jesse White because he's done it once now. Yeah, um, but he he was laying tackles. He was putting pressure on. Um, he, was, he was taking marks. He was kicking the goals. He was doing what he was meant to do. Um, and as well with... Uh, Darcy Moore who can seems like he can just grab yeah, the ball he's from wherever. Gonna be a superstar, I reckon. How um, much? Uh, what would you trade for Cloak? A sausage roll? No, what? I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't give away a sausage roll. Okay, actually. definitely. Let a bag, me ba- half a bag of chips. Let me change the <laughs> equation a little bit. What would you trade for Cloak if he was allowed to wear two of those gloves and play? Maybe a full bag of chips. Yeah, he's taken probably. He's, still got he's, a, he's, he's probably still, taking ten contested a, marks in the four line kick game. It, though. <laughs> he does still have to kick it, but he's probably got ten. I'd say. 10 contested marks a game if he's wearing two of those gloves in the Ford 50. How's that video? Did you like it? So he's probably kicking three goals a game from his 10 shots. Good grabs, eh? Mm, Yeah. Three goals, seven. That's four goals total in terms of points. I still don't know what I'd give for him though, even with those gloves. Probably a sausage roll and I'd chuck in a sauce as well. Do you reckon, what about if JK... to stay him away. What about if Josh Kennedy wore those gloves? (laughs) Don't need it, mate. For, uh, For West Coast, plucking everything he puts his hands up to almost anyway. That would just be amazing. It would be unreal. Why doesn't anyone else except for Cloak wear the glove? Because not everyone else is a cheater. No one else can get get away with it. What did he get? They didn't get away with it. $1,000 fine. fine. Yeah. got dropped from the team. But yeah, it should have been a big fine. Or maybe even a little suspension. Yeah. Oh, imagine the beat up that Eddie would bloody... Exactly. Yeah. All right, that's all I had on my uh, little notepad. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Mikey's milestones. Before we jump into that, let's wait. Let's do the intro oh. properly. <laughs> One, two, three. Mikey's milestones. I was going to say there are no milestones this week, guys. Um, <laughs> you have to make them up. <laughs> kidding. Um, from cloak to another flog in the AFL, we got Dale Thomas. <laughs> On 199, about to rack up the big two hungy. Uh, there's Source Merritt, who is retiring. He's playing his last game. Oh, and yeah, he is too. the big two hungy as well. Um, Alex Rance, 150, uh, as well as David Armitage from St. Kilda, racking up 150. I thought Alex Rance would play more than 150, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, 150, yeah, yeah, right. Um, there's a bit of other stuff in there. We have Matthew Pavlich this weekend. Surely they'll just gift him a goal because he will rack up his 700th. 700th. He needs one more goal. He's on 699. So I think that is a remarkable effort. What he's racked up over 350 games now, 700 goals. Um, that's up there with the big guys. I mean, the other team will turn around and give the ball to him, you'd think. You'd think so at that point. Oh, why not? Especially considering he hasn't played forward for his whole career. You know, he's kicked 700 goals, having made the All-Australian team as a defender and as a midfielder. It's, it's quite an impressive achievement. Um, if um, We always say it, if he was playing for a Melbourne um, a Melbourne team, then he would be um, right up there with, with no the doubt. greats. But no, he's from Western Australia, so 
Yeah, he doesn't really count, unfortunately. So Very true. That's, I mean, we've got here, um, seven, we're racking up 700, what have we got, Pavlich? Wayne Carey kicked 727. Yeah, oh, all-time great. And played 244 games. Yeah. That's so, I've never heard of him. 20 goals, who, who is, who's that player? I just remember he Say his name again. Me laugh. Um, Kerry Wayne. Oh, Kerry Wayne, I remember him. Nick Rewalt, an absolute legend of the game. Uh, 680 goals, 318 games. So yep. he's sort of sitting in between those guys. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Oh, we're going to have to give him legend status, aren't we? I think we might. We'll, Soon. We'll revisit it. We're like the AFL. We've got to wait. We've got to let these things mellow. Yeah. Mature with sure. age. Yeah. Um, What else we got? Is that, that it? Oh, that's it. Sorry, that's guys. It. Thanks, thanks, it. thanks for wrapping thanks it up. Thanks for Mikey's yep. milestones. So, 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 so. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That job. little, that's, that's off our sound effects board that we just purchased too. Yep. We're not doing that live at all. Nope. <laughs> um, all right. Get your drinking shoes on, boys. It is the decider week in the tipping. When does the Cartsy come out? Uh, we can do it now. We can do it. Uh, yeah, we can do it next week because I start holidays next Tuesday, so we can... Oh, great. Yeah, all right. Yeah, let's just do a carton on a Tuesday night for sure. And then we've got to go to work. No problems. No problems. Yeah, well, cool. Well, I'm up for that because I've got to... Yeah, yeah all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. To carton Weird. next on Tuesday. Maybe we do a, Maybe we record on the weekend or something. There's no footy on anyway. Can I have a sick note? Can oh, there bring... is. Sorry, last round. Yeah, right, yeah. We'll organise the carton. You organise the sick notes. Maybe we do it on the buy round. We record on a weekend and do we can it on the do buy that. round. Yeah, we do our finals preview and just... Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get, do that. Get happy. Let's do that. All right. All right. So, uh, the results are in and we're it's a it's a deadlock. We're all even on tips going who, into who the final thought? round. Who <laughs> would have believe? Who would have thunk it? Everyone that, perfect up until this There point. were highs and lows and that can't comebacks happen. and turnarounds. The worm, you should see the worm. Amazing. Um, but here we are, uh, deadlock with uh, one round to go. So I thought only fitting, and we won't have time to, to digest too much on each game, but that we will tip every game. Um, Let's do it. Which means, can I actually get a piece of paper? I, I don't use technology. I don't really believe in uh, computers. No, Even though nothing. you just brought that soundboard. Yeah, yeah. it's an analog soundboard. <laughs> board, 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 board. Um, all right, so here we are. <laughs> round one is round game number one at Adelaide Oval is Adelaide and West Coast. Adelaide. Minus Rory Sloan. Can I sway your Minus decision? Minus Nick Natanui in oh. Adelaide. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You can't sway my decision, no. You can try. Try, try it again. Um, minus Rory oh, Sloan. Minus Did you know Rory you got rubbed oh, out right, for a week? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, right. Adelaide. Yeah, Adelaide. <laughs> Scott Lysett should be playing though. At the new Adelaide Oval. It is new. Just still got that like, new I know we're getting smell. completely off topic again and no one gives a shit about our dream team. But Scott Lysett with no Nat Nui. He <laughs> uh, does have a bit of a crook knee though. Don't worry. He came yeah. back on the field. Yeah, he'll play. He'll play. He'll rack up 110. That's, a, that's the idea. Sweet. He'll regret that trade. Mike, who are you going? Um, Adelaide. <laughs> no Rory Sloan, though. Oh, what? Wait. Wait. 
Laid out. Is it raining? Is is it raining though? Geelong and Melbourne at Skill. Who are you going, Kyle? Oh, Adelaide. Yeah, right. Oh, this is. (laughs) Keep an eye on this guy. He's just going to fill him in. But for Cats and Melbourne, I've gone Geelong. He'll fill him in on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, you got to go. (laughs) It's got to be recorded, man. Yeah, yeah. Adelaide. I'll go Geelong for game two. Yeah, Geelong for me. Ooh. No, Rory Sloan. Oh, um. Well, I'm going uh, Geelong then. All right. Uh, Melbourne, no Melbourne, Essendon and Carlton at the G. Carlton. Um, oh, shit. Are Essendon hitting form? No. I'm picking Essendon. Lock it in. Carlton, smash them. Carlton. Do you want to go margin? 23 points, Carlton. Oh, dear God, what have I done? This is going to cost me a carton of beer. Okay, next game is Sydney and Richmond. Richmond will not win this game <laughs> at the SCG. He's going to go ahead and tip Sydney for everybody. Yeah. All right. Um, now Richmond this is the might be worth thing. a cheeky tenner paying eight fifty. No, not worth a cheeky tenner at all. Now he want to be paying eight hundred. Here, here's a real decider: Kangaroos versus Giants at Etihad. No, you skipped one. Why? No, I didn't. Not? Oh yeah, I did. That's. Okay, Suns. Oh, he's trying to do it again. Look, they're both at five twenty-five. I didn't really skip one. Okay. <laughs> Suns and Port Adelaide at Metricon. What a debacle of a Ooh, podcast! This segment. is a tough, tough call. Uh, Port Adelaide. Who is the most shit of those two? Yeah, Suns. <laughs> Port Adelaide are going to win. All right, I will. They played okay against Adelaide. I will go the Suns. I'm going Suns too. Oh. Ouch. Kangaroos and Giants at Edie Hat. Giants for me. Same. I will go north. Spicing some. You could up. you could some smash s- us this some week. Spice, yeah. meatballs, or yeah. I could be down by about three or four. Yeah, you could you could have been wiped out by Sunday already. <laughs> to be fair, if we lose, I'm going back and doing a recount. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, on Sunday at Edie Hat, St Kilda and Lions. St Kilda. Um, St Kilda Brisbane worth a cheeky tenner paying 10 bucks St Kilda by 100 plus I reckon 100 plus <laughs> but I'll go St Kilda well they need to to get be even a remote chance of finals right or that depends on the game that you know they could be out by the Saturday night anyway yeah but we'll see uh, Hawks and Collingwood at the MCG Hawthorne for me Hawks um, I will go Collingwood in the Dane Swan farewell game <laughs> but he's not playing it that he's not playing in. <laughs> Will he yeah. get a car around the oval, lap of honour around the oval? Oh, he'll get one at the grand final. Oh yeah, true. Wonder if they, I don't know if they'll do one in the back week. of the Toyota with he the might deck, come out sitting in the deck wave. chair. Yeah, of course. It seems like the way he'd want to travel anyway. Oh. And finally, the game of the round: Fremantle and Bulldogs at Domain. Now, this is an important game. This final. will be packed. This is an important game because it. It actually helps the Eagles a lot if Fremantle win this game. It gives them a, a possible home final. The Eagles would want Fremantle to win this game. Yeah, I'm going for Frio based on the fact that, one, the Bulldogs don't travel. And I don't, can't remember the last time they left bloody Melbourne. Probably wasn't that long ago. But they'll be playing at Subi. Um, I think it's going to be a wet game. But you can't go past Pavlich. Um Playing the last game, yeah, we made, would hope a, that Freo made a meal of his retirement game. Up, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I'll go Freo. You've convinced me with the light it up. I'm going the Bulldogs. I actually, oh. you down for Freo. I remember how well uh, how how well did Fremantle play in Pav's 
350th. Spectacularly. They stepped up big time, didn't they? So last game of the really season, rallied. They've, they've got, what, six months to recover, so nah. they just go out there and smash it. Nah, Fremantle have only got two quarters of football in them at the moment. Well, hopefully that's all they need. Four right. quarter game. You've Tips are de- in. You've got I'm a depleted dog side. Putting them in the secure True. in the secure envelope. All right. Lots of you opened until next episode. That's all we got. Although I may just ensure victory through sleight of hand. I see. We done? We're done. Alrighty. Uh, Mike, do you want to send us off? That's the end of that chapter. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week.